Hi, and welcome to NASIO Voices, where we talk all things state IT. I'm Amy Glasscock in Lexington, Kentucky. And I'm Alex Whitaker in Washington, D.C. Today, we're talking with our most recent NASIO past president, Tennessee State CEO Stephanie Dedman, about her presidential initiative on the citizen digital experience, as well as her time as NASIO president. Stephanie, welcome back to NASIO Voices, and thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. It's great to be here again. Thanks for having me. Sure. So my colleague Eric Sweden and I worked with you for a good part of the past year on this project and the report that came out of it. So curious to know, what made you choose this topic of the citizen digital experience for your presidential initiative? Well, you know, to be honest, it was partially a little bit selfish in terms of my state. We have have done, certainly uh, delivered and implemented several digital government services, but we had not really come at it from an overall strategic viewpoint and, you know, what should we be doing long-term to, to deliver a more seamless uh, service delivery to our citizens. And so I felt like if our state was uh, still navigating the best course forward, that that was probably true for a number of states and just felt like the timing was right to revisit the topic. It, it was interesting when I first talked to Doug Robinson about the topic. He said, well, you know, we, we did, we did a study, um, way back when in, um, 2000, I think it was. I get this date confused all the time, but, um, he said, let, you know, it'd be interesting to do a comparison and see how far we've come. And so it just sort of all came together that, uh, the timing was right for the CIO community for us to, to do an, an updated study, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, Doug says that that report was like started in 2000, but it was finalized in 2001. So it is a little bit confusing. But um, when you when you first looked at that 2001 report, was your reaction that we've come a long way since then or that we still had a long way to go? You know, it's very interesting because when I read the report, I was I thought it was very visionary for how long ago it was. And the things that we were researching and finding together with you and Eric were very similar to the thoughts and direction um, all those years ago. So I was surprised at how relevant all the findings or recommendations were in 2001, how much they still were very much relevant in 2023. So I guess to answer your question, it was we made progress, but we still have a ways to go. It was both. <laughs> yeah. um, but the biggest surprise for me was how on track they were uh, so many years ago with what we still needed to do now and where we were headed now. Yeah. One of the things that I found fascinating as I was at the end of our process, I was mapping our recommendations from the 2001 report with our recommendations from the 2023 report to kind of see how they compared. And there was such a strong focus on the money-saving benefits of digital government in 2001. And that wasn't something that came up at all in our 2023 interviews. And I think in that sense, we've come a long way because nobody needs convincing that digital government is a benefit to the government or the citizens anymore. We were having deeper conversations in our interviews. And so I'm interested to know if you were inspired by anything that we found in our interviews and research that made you think about the citizen-customer experience differently. Well, and your point, I like your point and it's valid. And I also think that, that we generally are able to focus on 
technological innovation because it's the right thing to do and it's what we need to do. And it's, it's no longer always about saving money. Um, that always should be a target. But in this day and age, it's very, very hard to do because we've automated so much. We've, we've re-engineered processes. We have cut staff, you know, to be lean and mean. And so saving money is, is no longer the driver. So I think, I think that's progress. In terms of your question of anything that was, I, nothing really jumps out at me, um, other than just our citizens want this and, and demand it and deserve it. And I think that case is stronger today than it was obviously tw- 21 years ago, 22 years ago. And, you know, using an Amazon analogy or a, a Amazon shopping experience, or we, in our state, we joke about Sonic, the Sonic app, because a, a, a couple of our key uh, leadership talks about how easy it is to go to Sonic and never have to, you know, can always deal with an app. So I think it's, it's so much more prevalent and our, and our citizens are more advanced and more savvy. And so it's, it, you know, it's, it's never been a better time to leverage all of the things that are happening for our citizens as a way to convince legislators and decision makers that digital government is the what, is what we should be doing. Yeah. That's, that's a really good point. Now citizens are expecting it. Maybe back in 2000, 2001, we were dragging them along begrudgingly to start, you know, going online to do some things. So, yeah, that's a good point. And so finally, around this topic, what has been your biggest challenge in achieving like the ideal customer experience and what has been your biggest win? Well, and we're still very much on the journey. We're uh, in Tennessee. Um, I, I would say to your first question, um, really just um, one of the things we're not yet doing that we're continuing to push, I think, is an opportunity is to bring citizens together in, in focus groups and really build. We don't, we don't do that a lot in our state. And, and I think, um, I think there's just so many opportunities to hear from our citizens and get their input and really make this about how they want to do business with the state. Um, so often we think we know what they want. And of course, we are all citizens ourselves, but we're technologists. So we, our viewpoint is, is a bit skewed. So I think we have a, a huge opportunity to do more bringing our citizens to the table and asking for their input on an ongoing basis. And in terms of our biggest win in, in Tennessee, it would be our MyTN app, our award-winning uh, MyTN app. Um, it's You guys have heard us talk about it in Tennessee for four or five years, and it is very much a reality now. We have over six, almost 70 services. We're still growing the user base and have a huge opportunity to do that. And, and we're actually doing more marketing, um, which aside from from um, tourism and um, you know maybe other a couple of other areas in, in our state, we we don't actually market uh, a whole lot. And so the fact that we were able to get some dedicated dollars to um, to launch a marketing campaign means a lot to us. So that's our biggest win here. But we've got so many more opportunities and look forward to continuing our journey. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, and people can find the report on our website, and we have a list of recommendations based on our interviews. So I encourage everyone to check it out. Great.
Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, this initiative was certainly not the only thing that you had going on over what's been a very busy year. So can you tell us a little bit about your time as president of NASIO over the last year and what you're most proud of of accomplishing as president? Sure. Well, it it was a year that went by so fast, but it was really an honor to to serve as NACIO president and just to learn so much more about what other states are doing and how NACIO can continue to support our, our IT community and our state CIOs. I knew, of course, that we had a great team and, and great NACIO staff and, and very dedicated CIOs, but I got to see that so much more as president, just being involved in, you know, working with, with new CIOs and bringing them along and then just leading NACIO. Of course, this, you guys, the staff, the NACIO staff make it so easy. And hmm. whenever I would get a compliment about what we were doing, it was, you know, it was quick to say, I can take very little credit. Uh, we've got great support and, and a great team, you know, an executive committee and, and leadership and certainly the NACIO staff. So um, I think it was a great year and I really enjoyed serving. I, I joked that I was going to tell Jim Weaver he had to wait a year that I wanted to serve another year, but I thought better of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he might be a little disappointed. So what surprised you most as president? I mean, you've mentioned sort of work with new CIOs. And, and some other things, but is there anything that really jumps out as something you didn't expect? You know, I would say, and Doug tried to warn me, uh, Doug Robinson uh, warned me about this, that whatever I said in the press would often be attributed to because I was an ASEO president. And so he gently just said, you know, whether you recognize it or not, you represent NACIO in almost everything that you do. And my point in that is just requests for interviews or requests for my opinion, or even, you know, some direct requests, can NACIO support this? I think I was a little surprised that people really thought that's the way it worked. Um, uh-huh. You know, NACIO is a, is a team and a brand and an organization that is about state CIOs. And I think that would be the thing that surprised me the most, but it was, I was prepared and um, it it wasn't really an issue, (laughs) just interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we mentioned Jim Weaver, CIO of North Carolina, who is your successor, and he has some pretty big shoes to fill. Uh, What advice do you have for him as he takes over the reins? That's a good question. I, I think my advice would be just to Always remember the the honor that it is to serve as president. And and to my earlier point that not only does he represent the state of North Carolina, but he now also represents, as do others, but certainly as president, represents the face of NACIO. I also would tell him that, you know, to always or to never hesitate to reach out to Doug and, and any of the staff. Everyone is so helpful and supportive. And NACIO is a great asset. And even though he's president, when he needs help, he can ask for it, and there will be very many people there to support him. All right. Well, Stephanie, as you know from your previous episodes, we can't let you go without asking a few fun questions about your life outside of work in a segment that we call The Lightning Round. Are you ready? <laughs> yes, I'm re- I think I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we know that you're an avid runner. Do you have any big races coming up? I don't, though I did just run a turkey trot Thanksgiving morning. Yeah, it was a 10K and um, enjoyed that. But I haven't signed up for any races. As we've discussed, I have run several half marathons, but I am Mm -hmm. waffling as to whether I have that kind of training in me anymore. But uh, five, six, seven miles as a long run is is, uh, keeping me um, where I want to (laughs) be. 
Yeah, 10K is long for a turkey trot. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, it, it enabled me to eat what, pretty much what I wanted Thanksgiving Day. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, I think I got about five minutes of exercise in that day, and I still ate whatever I wanted, but <laughs> good for you. Um, on a related note, do you have a favorite song to run to these days? Maybe not entirely appropriate, but I think it's uh, a beer never broke my heart. <laughs> Something I may have All that right. title wrong, but uh, it's it's got a good running, you know, a running beat for, to it. Yeah, right. you never know where you'll find those good running beat songs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, and so as we said, we just celebrated Thanksgiving. The holidays are upon us. Do you have any fun plans as the year comes to a close? Oh gosh, just taking some time off, you know, during the holidays to to be with family and friends and and. Um, recharge, you know, looking forward to the next year. And, um, but, but nothing other than, you know, obviously celebrating and enjoying the the meaning of the season, um, just family and friends. That's great. Got it. Well, Stephanie, thanks so much for taking the time, not only to talk with us today, but for your service to NASIO over the last year and the years before that on the executive committee and the year ahead is on the executive committee. We know it takes a lot of extra time and work on top of an already very full schedule as a state CIO. So just know that Alex and I and the entire NASIO team really appreciate you. Thank you. Absolutely. You guys are great. And it, it's, it's been an honor. And I... I enjoy and and so appreciate the nasty staff so thank you well we'll see you soon thanks stephanie thank you thank you Thanks again for listening to NASIO Voices. NASIO Voices is a production of the National Association of State Chief Information Officers. We'll put a link to the report on the digital citizen experience in the show notes, and you can also find it at nasio.org in our resource center. And we'll be back in two weeks with Eric Sweden to talk about the NASIO Top 10 Priorities List for 2024. We may even play some music for us. Talk with you then. Bye.